Hello and welcome. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and this is Story You Talk Radio, where we talk all about the stories we live by and the stories we are writing. If this is your first time to the show, Welcome. I'm thrilled that you have made your way here. This is KKNW 1150 AM. We broadcast live in Bellevue, Washington. And this is, I mean, for the times, this is my first time back at the studio after several, several weeks of doing the show from home And I got to say, it's really nice to be back with the pros and the great equipment and to bring you a live show and to be ready for your calls and your questions. Today is a very hot topic. We are talking about your plans and your predicaments and your ideas for publishing. And this is something that is on the minds of many, many people. And it was sparked, this, this topic sparked by your letters and your replies to my newsletter and my offerings. And so I sat down and I took many of the questions coming my way and I put together a show. And my hope is that we can address all the questions for this week into this show. But if not, I'll be right back here next Thursday, and we'll just pick up right where we left off. Like I said, we are going to talk about your plans, your predicaments, and anything going on regarding publishing. That includes getting an agent. It includes having an editor. We're going to talk about your budget. We're going to talk about your routines, your habits. So stay tuned, and if you like... Send in a question. Oops, that means I gotta get my I gotta get my phone out so you can send me a question. I do want to let you know I have received several questions, but if you write to me, I will do my very, very best to get to your questions today. And just write to me at my email. That is ask coach Debbie. That's spelled D-E-B-B-Y. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. And if you have Facebook, many of you know I am on Facebook. Just go to my my Facebook page, Debbie Handrich. And my last name is just like it sounds. It's H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. You can just put a, a comment down there below in one of the posts that I have for today's show, or just move on over to the messenger side and send me a private message there. And and just know that when we read your your questions, it's first name only, and we don't, you know, we don't give away any incriminating evidence or anything like that. No last names, no addresses, no no affiliations, nothing like that. So you're safe. Your, your questions are safe. If your name is Kate, just feel reassured that there's 10 million other ladies out there named Kate. No one will know it's you. Yeah. But 
you might want to you might want to say it's you. You might even want to throw in the title of your book and start doing a little promoting here. I'm not against that. So let me tell you a little bit about what I'm up to. I come down here, like I said, to KKNW, and I offer this show weekly, Story U. It's capital U. And that was an intentional double entendre because the show is about you, but also my background is teaching writing and literature for community college. I did that for a couple decades, and I really, really loved working with my students And I really, really loved the idea of helping them get their story out onto the page. We focused a lot on the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell. And I borrowed from other disciplines like psychology and sociology. People that were in my class learned a lot about Jungian theories. They also learned what it meant to be a fictional writer. They learned what it meant to be someone who is out and about and creating their own brands. They learned what it meant to have inclusion, and they learned what it meant to stand strong in their own identity, and many other things. But what I found in the classroom was that I was so excited when somebody wanted to share who they were, and when they told me, Someday I'm going to write a book. I got really, really excited when I would hear that. And I think that was the launching pad for me to start my own business. And so I help for second and third time authors create their books. And I work in the early stages. It's true I have about 11 years experience in publishing, but you might know that the world of publishing changes on a weekly basis. And I haven't been in that world for a few years now. So I wouldn't say my info is completely outdated, but I would say that I'm not on the very, very edge. I'm not on the very cutting edge. At the same time, I know more than the average little Capricorn goat. So I share with you what I know, and I support you in the best ways I can, but I really do specialize in those early phases I help people in 90 days get that idea of their book that's been swarming around in their head for years. I help you get it on paper. And what we do is we focus on your first draft. That means you don't have to be going in there being the editor that many of us little perfectionists like to be. You don't have to be the manager of your own publishing part yet. None of that really matters yet. We're really working on what was that heroic journey you took that helped you decide you wanted to put your story on paper. What is that story? For many people, that story is wrapped up in something around money. For some, it's wrapped up around substance abuse. For some, it's wrapped around the heroicism of being a mother. For some, career many, many ways in which you find your heroic truth. And I love to help you get that story on paper in 90 days. And after that, I do what we're going to do here today. And that is I help you 
find those editors, literary agents, distributors, book companies, and those places where you're going to start reading your book. Because my hope is that you'll continue with the process if that's what you really want to do. Now, some people, after a 90-day program, go, you know what? I'm good. I wanted so badly to see my story out. I wanted so badly to go through an experience and be transformed, and that's happened. I don't think I need to put this book in print and share it with the world. But then there's a lot more other people that say, I do want to see the cover of my book, and I do want to see it when I walk into a bookstore. And if that's you, I can help you find the right people to make that happen. So we're going to dive into some of those things today. Like I said, I'll be taking your questions, and I do have a fair number of questions right here. So we're going to take questions today from Zakia, from Lori, from Mary, from Victoria, and from anyone else we can get to. All right. So like I said, today's show is about your plans. Be warned, there's going to be predicaments and your publishing world, because it is kind of a world you're going to get into. The first thing I want to tell you is you're going to need a plan, and it's not for the reason you think. It's not because you're going to follow it step by step. It's really because if you don't have some sort of plan, your book's not going to happen. It's just not. I mean, think about other things in your world. Think about how you take care of your health or how you take care of your puppy dog or how you even raise your children or how you came to learn to play an instrument. That, that wasn't just happenstance. You didn't just say, guess what? I'm, I'm going to become the best tuba player in Seattle, Washington. Mm-mm. Had to get a sip of water there. You didn't just say it's just going to happen because I want to. You, you made some sort of plan. Probably started with researching teachers and buying that tuba and finding out when your lessons would be and having a dream of being in the marching band. That's just one example of a time in which you knew you needed a plan. And I bet you there were phases of it that did not go the way you thought it would. And publishing's no different. I, w- I wish it was, but it's not. So let me tell you, if you've got a question about this, I want to hear from you. The number's 425-373-5527. Like I said, we're here in Bellevue, Washington, When you call in, guess who you're going to talk to? The wonderful, the amazing engineer, Eric Ryder. How are you today? Hey, good afternoon, Debbie. I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm great. And it's so nice to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Of course, we're doing our social distancing even here in the studio. You know, got to be safe, got to be careful. But uh, it's awesome to see you in person. It's awesome to see you in person. And it is it is kind of funny, everyone. Have 
Have y'all been out and about yet? I mean, let's ask Eric, because I know he has to come down here, even though most of us are not here. Uh, what? Uh, I know you have a mighty commute. What do you have to say about the changes in your commute? It used to be how many minutes, and <laughs> what is it now? It used to be about an hour, now it's about 40 minutes. So, you know, I'm not complaining about the commute, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Things changed for the better, and yeah, a lot of other stuff changed, but we can't forget that there were some things. There were some silver linings to this, sure, yeah, as there is to everything. Uh, But, you know, I'll I'll be very happy once uh, we have a vaccine and we can all move on from this this whole COVID (laughs) quarantine that we're, we're in, for sure. I'm with you. We're ready to move on. We're ready to see what the next chapter is. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a good chapter. We're going for that. We're <laughs> We've had the going drama. We've had the drama. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that reminds me, everybody, leave your drama to your books. Dra- you know, books are a great place to have drama. Everyone loves a good book with highs and lows and resolution and character development and all of that. The more we can put our dramas in our books, especially our fictional books, not those real-life memoirs, yeah, the better. Absolutely. Like I said, I help first, second, and third-time authors get their book from their head out on paper in 90 days. We work with the first draft. We work with those early stages of writing And then I do my very best to help people transition into what's next. One thing that I offer that's next while others are are working on their publishing is a mastermind course. In fact, I sort of bookend my my 90-day writing program with the mastermind course. If you are a first-time author and you want to develop those habits and routines that are going to make you successful, I offer what's called the Author's Mastermind. It is a $1,000 course, and I have offered it for as little as $79 to people that I have worked with in the past or to people that literally could not afford more. It is a $1,000 course because I meet with you once a week, And I also offer a 90-minute coaching session, and it takes three months to complete. But like I said, sometimes I just do an abridged version of it. For example, I have been known to do a 14-day version of it, and then uh, the price point goes way, way down. On the other end of what we would call the the book ending of my signature 90-day first draft program is a spiritual mastermind group. And that is typically nine months, and it it is a big investment, and it is a serious investment. It means that you need to qualify for it, but the way you qualify for it has much more to do with your commitment to entering a new way of living and transforming your life, and it has less to do with your writing ability. So uh, you don't have to have a master's in writing for that program. 
actually for any of my programs. You don't need one. But I, but I think because it's a, a nine-month program, uh, people do think they need to be very certified as a writer. More than anything, I'm looking for your commitment to transform and to do it with the help of spiritual practice. And I lead you through all that. If you want to know more, you can go to www.coachdebbie.com, and that's D-E-B-B-Y. Feels like my website is often under construction. Shamefully, it is again right now. But you're going to notice you can click on book a consultation. It'll take you right to me, and we will get going. All right. I'm going to take my first break today actually at 4.30. I know it's usually at 4.20, but today we are going to, because I have so many questions here, we're going to just have one break today. So let's dive right in. If, if I'm making a plan to write a book, and I know there's going to be predicaments along the way, where do I begin? Well, I just gave you some options there that you could begin with thinking about a coach, but I also want you to think about really getting clear that if this is the only book you write, you know, because sometimes we only earn we only learn one instrument, right? It'd be great to know the, the tuba and the guitar, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just the tuba we learn. If you only write one book, get clear which one is it? Which one do you have to see in print? Which one is begging you to express itself? Which one do you want to share with others? Or which one do you actually want to go through the process of producing because you know it will change your life? Get clear about that. Whether you need a coach to help you get clear on that, or a therapist, or your best honey, or your best business friend, or your your audio engineer like Eric or whoever it is you lean into for that bestie quality. What's that one book that you know you got to write? Get clear about that and start with it. And while you're doing that, I want you to think about what sense of organization do you have about your book? Now, a lot of people get a little tripped up about this because The fun land of woo-woo isn't necessarily about getting organized. It's about just saying what you have to say and, and being with your guides. And I'm all into that too. Don't get me wrong. But if you have no sense of organization, you will, and I mean you will be tempted and plagued to edit as you go. And you don't want that. What you want is to know right up front, there's these three main chapters I can see that I want to talk about. I want to talk about my childhood. I want to talk about my midlife. And I want to talk about the event that transformed me. Ooh, right there. Right there is the outline for a book. Maybe that's not you. Maybe more what's you is, in fact, one of my clients is doing the organization of her book around the chakras. 
very good organization because it has seven unique points. If you have seven unique points, you have seven unique chapters. And it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes you have seven unique points and you have 21 chapters or you have seven unique points and you find that it's not really each chakra that divides your chapter. It's more about tuning into the color and the tone of what you're talking about and the story you went through. So when you start to get a sense of your organization and when you know this is the book, if I only write one, it, this is the one, you're working with a plan. A lot of people think, no, my plan has to incorporate that I will be picked up by Harper Collins, that Random House will know me, that Simon and Schuster will welcome me with open arms, that Oprah and I will become besties. You know, those are really nice dreams, and I hope that happens for you if that's the route you want to take. But you don't have to have that in your first preliminary plan. You can get going by just knowing that you're going to A, enlist some help, B, figure out exactly which book that is you're going to start with, and C, get yourself organized. Get yourself organized in your mind of how you might limit all the things you could talk about down to about 120, 180, maybe 240 pages. That's pretty grandstand, 240 pages of writing. I want to break something to you. A lot of people think they can't write more than about four pages. In fact, they'll write four pages and go, ah, I'm done. I did. I, I guess I don't have a book in me. I said everything I have to say. That's why a plan's good. Because you start to see that you actually do have a lot to say. My experience is that we have to curb your plan more than we have to expand it. So let me give you an example. One is that people want to write a memoir. And a lot of my workshops are on memoir writing. But a memoir is not your autobiography or a biography you're writing about someone else. Actually, a memoir is when you look at life and you find a theme and you write about that. So maybe you look at your life and you notice what marathon running has done for you and you write about that. Maybe you don't write that much about your kids in this book. Maybe you don't write anything about your education. Maybe you don't even tell us where you grew up or the people that had the strongest influence on you. Maybe this book is a lot about your relationship with your body and your mind and the 26 miles in front of you. But whatever it's about, it's going to be so much easier for you to get focused if you at least start with a plan, because I promise you, somewhere between the plan and getting published, you are going to have some predicaments. I don't mean to be negative. 
I just want to be clear. It's normal. It's normal to have some come up. And it's easier to deal with them if you have some sort of plan in front of you to help you get started. Let's talk just a little bit about the price of publishing. A lot of people are not realistic about that. They don't realize how much money was put up front to get their first book published. $20,000 is not an unreasonable number. If you're a celebrity and you don't want to do the writing yourself, $70,000 is not an unreasonable number. And I'm talking about going from hiring your first coach to standing in front of your first audience with your first run of your publication. When, you're, when you put out your first group of printings, we call that a run. You can spend a good 70 grand if you're well-known and you want this book to promote something about your career. But 20 grand, that's not unreasonable. And to, to invest in a publishing, what we would call a publishing program, I'm going to just jump to the punchline here and say this. Save the expensive one for book two. And the reason I say that has to do with a lot of what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, which is that you're not just writing a book and you're not just publishing a book. You are getting active because this book is your baby. This book is coming into the world, and she requires marketing. She might require a literary agent. She needs to be distributed, distributed, (laughs) distributed, and she needs to get into the stores that you want. She needs to be in the back of the room where you do your speaking gigs. I don't mean to be a pessimist here, but I just want to remind you, Publishing is one way that you just might give birth in this lifetime. It's the best way that a man can give birth. Yeah. So more of my jokes after this break that we're going to take right now. And we are going to start with Zacchaeus' question when we come back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world, their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. We all make promises 
big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, neighbor, colleague. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm here every Thursday talking about the stories we live by. And today we're really focusing on the stories you write. If you have a story that you've been trying to get from your mind down on paper, I'd like to invite you to take a look at www.coachdebbie.com. And see if there's a program up there or a time that you'd like to talk. And maybe we can match up something for you so you can get going on your book. So we are talking a lot today about your plans, your predicaments, and your publishing. And we're going to go straight over to Zakia, who wrote in earlier this week and said, Thank you for the consultation about my book. I am flipped out thinking that I might have three books in me, and I am also over the moon. Good job, Zakia. Way to embrace it. (laughs) Now I'm thinking all about publishing. I know you said many people dream about being on Oprah, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? What about spending the big bucks? What about promoting myself? Where do I begin? Or do I hire someone to do this for me? Great. Great question. And I think this question mirrors many, many people because anytime, anything that you step into that really, really matters to you, you you see it in a big, big way. If, if you were thinking about being a public speaker, you don't see yourself in front of five people. You see yourself on the stage. You see yourself in the Rockets Auditorium. If you think about being a musician, you don't see yourself in the... Uh, I just forgot what those are called. Gazebo. You don't see yourself in the gazebo playing to four people. You see yourself on the stage. You see the whole crowd cheering for you. That's normal. All right? That's not vanity. That's normal. That's the metaphor of what does success look like in our day and age. So holding on to that metaphor, then you got to get real, right? So let's talk about that. Uh, you're, you're wondering about self-promotion. I'm going to start there. Self-promotion is very, very important because let's say you go from, we'll just take it in order here. You go from, I've always wanted to write a book to, 
I started to write a book, but I got stopped because life got in the way. To I went back to writing a book. To I hired a coach, and she held my feet to the fire. And what do you know? I I got my book written. To hiring an editor, which is the next thing. To getting a literary agent. Now, while you're hiring the editor. And before you hire the literary agent, and I'll say both about editors and literary agents in a minute, what you want to be doing is setting up what you call a platform. Now, this flips people out, especially the stay-at-home moms and especially the people that were going to quietly write their bestseller and slip into the background for the rest of their life and live a wonderful life where they just receive royalty checks and they never go on stage and never never share their book out loud. This, this scares people to death. But what I want to tell you is it's just like a, a family gathering but without all the dysfunctional dynamics. It's just like having a Facebook page When you set up your platform, and again, this is while your book is in the editing phase, but before you have have signed on with the literary agent, you're setting up an audience. Because remember, just like you said, Zakia and everyone else, you have dreams of shaking Oprah Winfrey's hand. So if you're going to make that happen... You have to have a following. She's not going to have you on Super Soul Sunday if four people are following you. But she'll think about you if you 40,000 people are following you. And you might go, 40,000 people? I need that many people? No, but y- you do need eight. That's kind of the going number to even be thought of. You need about 8,000 people that are excited to talk to you. And it doesn't matter how many of them have read your book, your upcoming book, but you need about 8,000 people that are willing to click and say, I like Zakia. She's cool. She has a message. So remember that $20,000 budget I was talking about? A little bit of money is going to go into setting up that platform. So some things you want to be doing. You want to be thinking, Zakia, we're not going to give away your last name. I'm just going to call you Zakia Smith for fun. Uh, you're going to set up your website. And I think having it say Zakia Smith something is a good name. So Zakia Smith author, Zakia Smith book one, Zakia Smith. If you have some sort of word in your brand, uh, maybe, did you tell me what your book is about? I don't know what your book is about. I should remember what your book is about. Let's say it's about money, okay? Zakia Smith Cash, okay? That's a good, that's a good name. You go over to GoDaddy.com, GoDaddy.com. They take care of all those names for the URLs, 
And you see, is it taken? If it's not, you put down your $199 and that website's yours. That name is yours for two years until you have to do it again. That's your first investment, 200 bucks. your website domain, we call it, domain. So Zakia Smith books, Zakia Smith cash, whatever it is, you get going on that. You have a professional photo shoot. It doesn't matter if you're five pounds overweight, you have it anyway, okay? Doesn't matter if you're favorite haircut is going on, just get all those those nice flyaway hairs sprayed down, have a photo shoot, put on your favorite outfit, pick up environment that you love, have it professionally done, look like a pro from day one, okay? Don't, don't do, don't do the picture holding your kitty. I know you love your kitty, don't do it. All right, people are going to remember how much they felt influenced by you. If you forget everything else I said, remember this. The first time they put eyes on your website, they're going to remember how influenced they felt to follow you. If you want them clicking everywhere, do that. Invest in your domain. Invest in that professional photo shoot and start talking. This is the area era of um, social media. We are all about social media. There are times when that sort of gets under my skin. I really am a person of face-to-face, one-on-one communication but I had to give in. And here's a, here's a dedication now to Tony Rizak, who said, what do you do about social media? I don't like to invest in that. Well, Tony, you don't have to like it, but you kind of got to do it. You kind of got to do it. So it's a good idea to befriend it. This is an important step to take while your book is the, at the editor and before you hire the agent. So I hope that serves you, Zakia. I'm looking at time. We got to roll on to our next question here. I tell you what, everyone, um, if you sent in a question to me, I will be sending back a gift to you. I'm going to have to think about that gift. And I will be doing another show about all this because The truth is we could talk and talk and talk about this. But because there was such a flood, maybe I have to thank coronavirus for this. A lot of people wrote in and just said, will you talk to me about publishing? Let's move on to Mary's question. Mary asked, when do I need an editor? And it's a great question. And this, I'm going to tie in... Oh, now I don't remember who said it. Somebody said, do I need an editor? So we're going to take care of both of these right now. Do you need an editor? Yes. Do I need an editor? Yes. Does my favorite writer on the planet need an editor? Yes. We all need editors. Just like we all needed to be parented. 
and it doesn't matter the quality of parenting you received, we all needed them. We all needed someone to put that roof over our head, to provide that food, to give us values. We all needed that. And you need an editor because the editor can care for your book and for your words in a way that you're not really doing it when you draft your story. So this is what I mean. Your editor not only has a bigger perspective on what you're writing about, but they have a perspective of how your book works in the world. They have a perspective on the timeliness of your book. They have a perspective about the vocabulary that's being used around the genre of what you are writing about right now. You need an editor. I'm shooting myself in the foot when I say this, but if you only have money for an editor or a coach, hire the editor. I hate to say it, but it's true. You need an editor. You also, getting back to Mary's question, you need an editor once you feel like your organization of your book, the words and the stories you really wanted to share in your book, and the length of your book feels like you're willing to release that and put it in the hands of someone else, i.e. an editor. So we're, we're not saying that you have to be at the point where you look at your book and you go, oh, man, I, I can really compete with all the other books on the shelf in my area now. I have worked and worked and worked on that because, you know, that's a 10-year that's a project right there to do it all on your own. Get it to the point where you know that what you needed most to say, you said. That the sense of organization makes sense to you. And that you really feel like, I've I've done the best I can before I go and get someone's red ink all over this. And prepare yourself. They're gonna ink it up, yeah you're going to see blood on your book when it comes back. But that's not what's happening. So I want to go on to the next question here. I think it was Victoria who asked, how do I find an editor? Do I need a literary agent? What kind of literary agent? Victoria actually had a slew of wonderful questions, but let's hang out right there. You want an editor, and there's so many out there, okay? I used to work in editing. I met editors all the time. There's so many types. So my advice, be picky. Be really picky. Why? They're holding your baby. That's your book. Be really fussy. There's so many editors out there. They're going to charge you about $50 an hour. Be fussy. They're going to get through about 10 pages an hour at best. 
at best. If you have a technical book, three pages an hour. You're paying them good money. So you want someone that you feel really comfortable with. You want someone that has edited books like yours before. If your book is all wooey and they're not, don't hire them. And I don't care if you love them. Get someone that knows your genre and you feel good with. All right? Two really, really, really important things. And if you ask me, it's more important than if you can afford them. If the person you feel you can really trust is a little out of your price range, go figure that out. Go figure out how you're going to come up with the bucks. You're going to be so happy you did. Your editor might be the most important person in the entire lineup of publishing your book. All right? So they got to love the genre that you are writing in, and you You have to feel like you have a good working relationship with this person. You have to trust them. One thing Mary asked, and I I think it's important to include this, is she sent me um, the name of a publisher, and I'm very familiar with the packages they put out, some of the people that work for them. And she said, would you go with this person, I think, was the question. And maybe I would, but what's, what's most important is that even if your friends tell you that they would go with that person, that you really, really tap into your intuition. Is this person saying what you want to hear? Is this person helping you feel like your book is going to be in the world? And if they're charging you gobs of money for a huge publishing package as opposed to their editing services, I'd go back and think about it. This is one area, publishing is one area in which you really want to compartmentalize. So in other words, one person is your coach. Another person designs the cover of your book. Maybe another person is editing your book. For sure, a different person is your literary editor. Another person is your liaison into local bookstores. Another person is your frontliner for wholesale distribution. This is a compartmentalized business. It's big. And now, what you've all been waiting for, (laughs) and I I get the giggles uh, because I have very strong opinions about what I'm about to talk to you about, and I'm going to get in trouble with some of you for talking about this, but we have to talk about it. There's a big, big difference in being an Amazon, an Amazon best publisher. Sorry, there's a big, 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 big difference between being an Amazon bestseller and a New York Times bestseller. And 
You know that I get very righteous about this if you listen to my show. So I just, I'm just going to spell it out for you how you can become an Amazon bestseller. This is all you have to do. And if you want that, it's easy. This is all you have to do. Are you ready? Take a pretty picture of something that could be a book cover. Put your name on it. Put it down at the bottom. So Zakia Smith, take a picture. And with a black Sharpie, put your name down at the bottom. Then I want you to go to Create Space at Amazon and submit where it says my finished book or something like that. Submit it. It's just a picture. I understand. Submit it. And then for the next 48 hours, put that picture on every bit of social media possible and give them the link that allows them to do what's called a pre-order and get 100 books on your pre-order. If you can do that in 48 hours, and I, I'm going to qualify this by this information is um, a few months old. It's possible that Amazon has upped the number or lowered the number. But if you can, based on information in the late 2019, if you can get 100 people to pre-order your book in 48 hours, even if no one has read it, because remember, it's just a picture. It's not a book. You are an Amazon bestseller. Yeah, that's all it takes. No one reads it. No one qualifies you as an author. That's all it takes. It's a game of quantity. Now, before I get in trouble, we're going to go over to my game, which is the game of quality. I like quality. I like quality. You know, it's good to have one or two besties. If you've got 50 besties, I don't know how well they know you. But if you've got a few that's good stuff. The number one bestie you want to have in the publishing world is the New York Times. You want them to read your book. You want them to review it. And you want them to recognize you. Now that takes time. And the good news is you have time, right? You're writing your book. You're getting it to your editor. You're looking up your literary agent. You're working with your coach. You're going through the steps. I don't have much time left. Oh, my goodness. Sooner or later, you are going to get to the point where you submit and you make your way to the New York best-selling authors list. Okay, I'm going to run through a few things really quick, and then I'm going to invite you to come back. I hope you're having fun. This is where we talk about the stories you live by and the stories you are writing. So for a second, let's talk about an agent. What the heck is an agent? Um, wow, she's your, she's your publishing bestie. She looks after you. I want to encourage you to look for not only the best professional agent you can find, but also consider going after a headhunter that matches you with an appropriate agent. 
And that's a pretty easy thing to Google. It's going to cost you, I told you, 20 grand to just get into this, but you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad you went for the pro. Now, the agent is going to look at certain things we've already talked about. They're going to look at that platform you set up. So your ZakiaSmithBooks.com platform needs to show that you've got followers. It needs to show that you have interacted with many, many people on your page. Even if the page has only been up for three months, if you're there posting your heart out, you'll have something to show that literary agent. Can I recommend one? Mm, It wouldn't serve me or you really to do that because I really believe you need to choose an agent by your genre. If you're writing memoir, get an agent that is excellent in memoir. If you're writing fiction, get an agent that is excellent in the kind of fiction you write about, etc., etc., etc. Should you self-publish or go traditional publishing? My quick answer, if it's your first book, hands down. Go for an indie self-publisher. Your second book or, or your revised second edition of your first book could go with a well-known traditional publisher. But when you're stepping out in this day and age, it's the self-published books that start down the path and don't run into the blocks that you do when you're a first-time author and you're going for that big, big publisher. Again, after that book has been self-published, after you've been in a couple stores, you can go back and revise your book and have it go out to the biggies, Random House, HarperCollins, Simon Schuster, all of the biggies that you dream of. But start with the one that's going to say, welcome. And that really, really is self-publishing. Also, and this will be my final point for today, think about printing on demand with a high-quality printer. You want your book to be beautiful and buy a one-off just to see how well they did. And if they do it well, turn around right away and buy yourself 100 copies to take to your local bookstore and to plant in the back of the room where you give your next speech. Oh my goodness, we have so much more to talk about, but I hope this has served you. We'll keep talking about publishing, predicaments, and all sorts of fun, because it sounds like it's what you want to know about. Until then, keep writing, keep getting coached, stay in touch, and as always, namaste my friends.